Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Samantha, do you have a favorite candy? Uh, I do, actually. I have a couple of favorite candies. Let's hear them. One is Werther's. Uh-huh. Chewy caramels. I've talked about those on a different podcast. And I know it's old people candy, but I love them. Love okay. them, love them. And usually we'll have <laughs> them on hand. I also mm-hmm. like Twizzlers, but I like mm-hmm. the Twizzlers. My favorite type of Twizzlers is actually the Halloween version of the Twizzlers. So they're individually oh. packaged and they're the chewy ones, but they're smaller. And because I don't know if it's because they're smaller or what, and the way they are made, it's a lot more... Um, I don't know if it's pliable, whereas like the regular Twizzlers, you could actually hurt somebody with. Right, pretty dense. You know, if you smack them with it. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one, you can't, and it's so it's chewier and a little bit lighter. So those right. are my favorite versions of Twizzlers. But those two are probably my favorite. Oh, okay. What about you? Yeah, so I have five different candies. I'm actually not a big candy person. and I know I've told the story before. When I was a kid, I would just get all the candy for Halloween and then sell it. <laughs> nice. But because of that, it, it is a very like strong message you get that you should want candy as a child. And so now I have a tradition around Halloween. I try to find, not buy, a Reese's, a Kit Kat, a Butterfinger, an Almond Joy, and what's the other one? I don't know. Something in that. that <laughs> Why are you trying to find M&M's, them? M&M's, M&M peanuts. <laughs> So those are my favorites. That's my Halloween tradition. But you said you try to find them, but not buy them. What's the point of just finding them? It's the Halloween spirit. I don't go trick-or-treating, but I used to be able, back when we went to the office, our office does have a rather large candy bowl. And that was my, (laughs) usually I would find success. (laughs) Enough patience. I actually would dig out the Twizzlers in a Uh, little candy jar. Yes, yeah. I love I love how people have these like little like Samantha must have been here. All the Twizzlers are gone. They're just so good, mm. and I will actually eat them. Yeah, and that is a great segue into what we're doing today, and I do want to revisit it in a second because as we're recording this and as it comes out, Halloween is upon us. So we thought we would try something new and read some fiction. Finally. Yes. Yes. Yes, finally. So we are planning on having some recurring fiction readings, maybe like once a month or so, but don't worry. Nothing much is changing. Um, We'll still have the same content, just some fiction every now and then, because we thought it could be fun. It was fun for us to do, and we both like fiction and doing some real grade-A acting. No, of course. (laughs) Oh, so good. I'm so great at it. This is like if podcast have an Oscar category, this is, we should be entered. Absolutely. Oh, Oh, absolutely. So some disclaimers before we get into this. This is uh, something that I wrote with, the idea was in part inspired by a friend, and I'll get into that after the fiction, because I don't want to spoil it (laughs) uh, too much. It's short, it's a short form. It's not really scary. It's very, very silly. And yeah, I didn't really, if at the end of this, and I can hear Eves's voice in my head saying, like, stop, you're disclaiming it too much. Um, if at the end of this, you're like, this doesn't really make that much sense. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I condensed a lot into one thing, and then 
I didn't want to spend too much time on that part of it. <laughs> we will get into that after. It'll, it'll make sense once you hear it, I think. But, all right, without further ado, we're going to get into this story called Twisted. Do you like candy? No, me either. Too sweet for me. Can't stop myself from accepting it though, old habits and all. They really teach you to covet that stuff as a kid. My best friend, she loved candy though. There was one candy I liked, loved. They were called Twist. Did you ever have Twist? No, most people haven't. They were delicious, red, chewy, licorice vines with a green gel filling. The flavor was watermelon, but to me, they just tasted like red. You know what I mean? That fruity, sweet, artificial red flavor? My friend and I both loved them. We'd pack bags full of them and sneak them into movie theaters and chomp away at them, but they were discontinued. We looked everywhere for them, every store, the most random corners of the internet. We even reached out to the manufacturer, but they were gone unattainable. We went as far as to call the company that made them. I know that sounds extreme, but have you ever truly loved something and been so heartbroken, so desperate? It seemed impossible that something could just be gone. The answer invariably delivered with an air of boredom and annoyance was that twists were discontinued indefinitely. Have you tried our similar products, Terrence Wolf? If you take one thing away from this story, I want it to be this. Terran twirls are not the same. Years passed and we still occasionally checked the candy aisles at pharmacies searching for twists. We visited candy stores, asked if they had them in the back, our hopes inevitably squashed. We encountered a lot of adversity. People told us maybe twists never existed that we were misremembering, that the candy we'd been searching for had been tear and twirls all along. Even my therapist urged me to let it go, that I was clearly clinging to a nostalgic childhood memory, an unhealthy distraction from reality, that not having them in my life was good for me. They tried to make us doubt ourselves, but we both knew the truth. We were unwavering in our conviction. It was a conspiracy, we joke, the tear and twirls conspiracy. If only we'd known. I was sitting at home searching candy history forms for any clues, any sign of twist, when my phone buzzed. My best friend was calling. Odd, we were typically text-only communicators. When I answered, I could only hear her panicked breathing, foreboding settled over me, heavy and suffocating. I found them. She said, I found the twist, but I found something else. They keep calling me. It's an unknown number. They never say anything. I I think I, I turned something up. They're coming for me. They're probably coming for you. Then she gasped, followed by a jarring sound of a phone being dropped, a connection being cut. I called her back and all I got was a robotic message that the number I was trying to reach had been disconnected. The number you have called has been disconnected. Fear clawed at my stomach, constricted my lungs. I drove to her house, my thoughts racing. No lights were on when I arrived. It was silent, but her car was still there. 
I knocked on her door. No answer. I stared at her door, willing it to open, terrified of what would happen if it did. But then, a strange light in the night sky caught my attention. A ball of energetic white, darting, dancing, almost joyous. I was riveted by it. It was beautiful. I stared at it, unmoving for hours, uncaring of the cool, damp air. I remember thinking it was the anniversary of my dad's death. I wondered if it was him. Strange thoughts that come to you. I watched it until my legs were covered in bug bites. My neck ached from looking up. My eyes burned with exhaustion. The sun rose and the mysterious light disappeared. I blinked, an unexpected loss roaring to life inside of me. Still, no sign of my friend. I wandered around her house, looking for some clue of where she was, what had happened. I found footprints, clearly the result of running, leading into the woods behind her house. I followed them, but right before the tree line, they disappeared. I spun around, searching. A crisp, crinkling sound tore through the oppressive silence. I froze. My heart pounded in my chest as I slowly looked down to the sources of the noise. Something peeked out from under the sole of my shoe. Mouth dry, I reached for it, refusing to acknowledge the possibility, the miracle that it would be. I recognized the packaging immediately. Bright red lettering outlined with white spelled out the item I'd coveted for so long. Twist. Frantic hope crashed over me. Reverently, I took the package in my hand as one would a treasured family heirloom. So many memories came back to me as I gazed upon its beauty. Of family outings at movie theaters, giggling at the loud crackling of the illegal snuck-in candy during quiet moments, munching away as me and my best friend dug through our Halloween candy halls, my dad making sure to pick me up any of the rare packages he saw just to see the way my eyes lit up, rashing out those precious, precious ropes of red. There were tears in my eyes. Finally, I tore my gaze away. I looked up and my breath froze in my lungs. A dark, shadowy silhouette stood in front of me, a black hole in the periwinkle of post-dawn light. I had not heard anyone approach. I couldn't be sure if the voice spoke aloud or in my head, high and cold and dead. You should have let it go. Now your friend has paid the price, and so will you. It said. Where is my friend? What did you do to her? My voice shook. We convinced her to comply, as we will with you. To not do so will result in erasure. Who are you? I paused, then amended. What are you? Its presence was sinister, overwhelming. We are the shadow, the silent puppet master, your saviors. We just wanted twists, I said, clutching the package to my chest, proof that they had existed. There was a moment of silence. My body seemed frozen in place. Then the voice said, You should have accepted the tear and twirls. Anger came to my aid then. I shouted at the void. Tear and twirls aren't the same. They don't have the filling. That filling was called green fruit flavoring 23, combined with red 42. It interfered with our mind control frequencies. The nostalgia and love for the flavor combination of this candy allowed for resistance. It could not be tolerated. We discontinued it, erased it, or so we thought. It seems we underestimated your devotion to a candy that only served to rot your teeth and degrade your body. The derision was palpable. Let go, it said. 
we can offer you more peace with our mind control than any manufactured sugary food product. We can take away the burden of agency, of choice. I thought of Twist, the chewy sweet outside and the burst of tangy sour green within. I thought of my friend and I sharing stories and secrets and laughs and memories over Twist. I thought of my dad, dead a year ago today, buying me Twist because I loved them and he loved me. I thought of the mysterious light dancing, joyous, in the night sky, unexplained, but beautiful. There was a shrill ringing in my head, disconcordant, tearing, forcing me to squeeze my eyes shut. I threw my hands up to cover my ears. The package crinkled against my cheek and I realized it wasn't empty. My heart pounded against my chest as I collapsed to my knees. I could sense the presence getting closer, cold tendrils wrapping around me. With fumbling fingers, I reached inside the package, finding one small segment of the sticky, rubbery candy. And just as all was lost, I popped it in my mouth. Chewing frantically, the pop of sweet and tangy, the texture chewy and gooey. At once, an explosion went off in my brain, the warmth of so many memories forcing away the cold, cutting off the scream of fury. As I opened my eyes, the dark silhouette stumbled back, and in one horrifying moment, I saw its face. Gnarled skin, pointed bared teeth, and red-filmed eyes before it vanished in one disconcerting blink, as if it had never been there in the first place. I ran. I ran and ran and ran. I have been on the run ever since, looking over my shoulder, the omnipresent weight of being watched, crushing. Now I hide, waiting for the shadows to come for me. I managed to track down a bag of twists. It could be the last bag in existence. There is no way of knowing. And no one will believe me when I say they must be brought back. The flavor combination is illegal now. The question is, are you a twist person? Or would you prefer the tear and twirls? And that's the end. The end. Of, yes, yes. I feel like you should have done it in your creepy alien voice. The that end. was so good. Perfect. Perfect. I hope that you enjoyed it. I did want to talk about some of the things in there. Um, One, which Samantha immediately picked up on when we did this. I did. It is about Twizzlers. (laughs) What a candy that used to be called Twist and Peels. And they were so good. They were these little like sections of Twizzler, I think kind of what you're talking about with the Halloween ones, like they were just smaller. And inside was this like watermelon, gooey candy stuff. And normally I'm not a big um, fruity candy type of person. And I'll just like go out of my way to not have it in my life. But for some reason, I loved these. I loved them. And me and my, some of this is autobiographical. Me and my friend Katie, who's part of the uh, impetus of this idea, would sneak them into movie theaters and we would just eat them by the handful. But the tear and twirls in this story are based on pull and peels. Yep. Which is a different type of Twizzler, but you picked up on that. I was like, are you talking Because I like the pull and peels. And also, you know there isn't a new form of Twizzlers that has gel like the candy the gel in it i don't know there's three different flavors apparently like that there's a variety pack for it mm. i saw them the other day and i was like huh they got 
a type of it. I think it's called Twizzler Straws, though, or something along those lines. I'm like already, it's so funny how these opinions get solidified and are so intense because I'm already like, no, it's not the same, even though it very well could be the same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just rejecting this very idea. And, you know, there's probably a very good reason they were discontinued as I tried to touch on in this story. Yes, you did, in a different manner. In a different manner. So the original idea for Twisted was supposed to be a 10-part series that was a real send-up of um, true crime. And so it was going to be me and my friend Katie trying to get to the bottom of what happened to Twist and Fills, which I think I called them Twist and Pulls earlier, and that is incorrect. They were called Twist and Fills. And in the process, kind of bumbling into this conspiracy theory that involves, like, we call the FDA, we call the FBI, and all these people, and then we one of us ends up in jail, and then the aliens are involved. So it was supposed to be like a 10-part <laughs> thing. <laughs> no one would go for it, <laughs> I don't know why. But just to shout out, Katie, for for spending a good, like, two or three hours with me and brainstorming this. And then apologies to literally everyone who's ever been at a work event with me when I've had some alcohol for just telling them all about this idea and then being like, stop talking about this discontinued <laughs> candy. <laughs> Even better. But I do think... When I have had those conversations, almost everybody had a a similar item or candy from their life that they were like, I loved this when I was a kid, and now I can't find it anywhere. And I've searched and searched and searched. And I have, I have looked on eBay and all, you know what? I probably have it. If I had a twist and fill right now, I bet I wouldn't even like it. But I, (laughs) the nostalgia would be so powerful though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. I think that's one of the big things about candy, as I was saying, when you're looking back as a kid and a lot of those big holiday events or fun events are associated with candy, that it does just become like this, I'm not sure why I want it, but I do want it. (laughs) Right. Well, sometimes it's also just like, again, the way it's described for you, this is a true thing that you had. But when you think of things like uh, the Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe, I never had Turkish Delight. But the way Mm -hmm. it like was described to me, I was like, oh, damn, yeah, I want some of that. And then now knowing what it is, I was like, no, I wouldn't. I I don't want that. I don't want that. that, (laughs) That's what Turkish Delight was? What? Right. Of course, there's yeah. a lot of metaphor. Like, this could be... It's talking about cocaine. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> but that's a whole different conversation. Right. But there is that level of how well it is, like, descriptor of what you have in your head. Again, kind of like, you probably wouldn't like it today, but in your head, at right. that point in time, it was the most amazing dot, 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 whatever right. it was. I feel like it's the same thing with, like, bit oh honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I used to love those. I'm like, why? Yeah. No wonder I lost all of my teeth so quickly. <laughs> Oh, no. That stuff is trouble. Yeah. I mean, a lot of candy is trouble. You were with me when I was writing this, actually. I was? Yes, you were. It was when about a year ago, we were at the beach. And this is one of my, like, 15 ideas I had for the podcast, 13 Days of Halloween. Um, And this was what I thought was the top runner, but they did not go for it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, that was good for us. Yes, but I think it's clear because I hadn't really touched it 
in over a year. And when I went back, I was like, oh, this is the stage I was in of grief. Um, because there's so many elements of like the father being dead and right. having these memories come back and then seeing, like making connections where there probably weren't connections, but you're thinking like, oh, maybe that's some kind of sign or, right. you know, trying to see those things all over the place, which is an idea I'm really dorkily fascinated in is that humans see patterns where patterns don't exist a lot. Oh, yeah. And so when I was kind of stumbling through the strange disclaimer of like, it doesn't really make sense. I hate it when creators say this, but that was kind of on purpose. It was supposed to be like, is this connected or is it not connected? I don't really need to go too deep into this silly horror story I read. (laughs) But that was kind of like the idea was, you know, you're going through this experience you're having this grief and you're seeing these things and you're trying to make sense of them when perhaps there's no sense to be made right. of them. But the the memory of that candy and the memory of those, all those things you created together. And my dad did buy me Twist and Fills and he would let me sneak them into the theater even though he was a big proponent of, if, if you get caught, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> and just having those kind of moments based on this candy. Um, right. Yeah. And I do think food is a really powerful memory in that way. And it can, you know, connect you to people that you've lost or even people you just don't see anymore. There there are certain foods I'll eat and I'll just be like transported back to college. Yeah. I remember being in my dorm and watching scary movies and eating this with my roommate or whatever it is. And I do have a lot of foods like that based around... Halloween and the fall and, you know, winter at large. So, yeah, I just think it's a really powerful, it can be a really powerful connection between you and other people. As much as we talked about how unhealthy relationships with food can be, this is one area where it can form connections with other people. Right. As well. And I do think a part of this is also about the traditions we have and we make with other people. And, you know, they can be very silly. Like the five candies that I have to get, it's really ridiculous why I feel that way. Um, Or having, you know, your friend that you always... I have some groups of friends that will always bring a certain type of candy and so that candy gets associated with them. Right. And it makes me happy when I have it and I think of them and all the times we have had it in the past. And I think for me, um, as a kid, that was what Halloween was kind of about. Like you would get the candy. Like I said, I wasn't really about the candy for me. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. kind of like that fun of hanging out with people and making those connections with people and making those trades of like, oh, she wants Twizzlers and I want those. (laughs) Right. These kind of silly, smaller interactions that you really do are really important and you do miss when that person is gone. Right. But yeah, that's (laughs) all of that from this very, very silly, but I hope fun. I I think it was a a fun one. It was very fun. Yeah, story. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Samantha, for... (laughs) I enjoyed it. For your excellent acting, (laughs) Christina's excellent editing, soundscaping, And uh, thanks to you listeners for coming along on this journey. We hope that you're having happy fall times, whatever they may be. And if you have any ideas for 
any other ideas we could try or like fiction we could read has to be in the public domain, but you know, please send them our way. You can do that at our email, which is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 